Welcome to the Electro and Bono Movie Power Hour. I am Electro, of course. Bono is out of the office today, but no worries, because we got Lil Lil back again. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, Ozzy over there on the keys, of course. Bop, bop, bada, boom. Mm-hmm. They make a difference. Sometimes. And um, uh, we haven't really watched anything new. I mean, um, uh, we watched old of, since... A few weeks ago, but we're going to save that one for Bono because he's super excited about jerking off Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. Hey, we're but, shammies, okay. Yeah, whatever. We're shammy fans. Um, uh, let's not get too into that in this one. But so Shams. we're going we're going back. We're going old school. And um, uh, we talked about doing an episode on High Fidelity a few episodes ago, I think. Um, uh, we were talking about Ozzy and mine. Um, yeah, I was going to say, how dare you just throw me under the bus? Uh, 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 it started the conversation started because we were talking about your yeah. your relationship really? troubles but yeah. then you're like just down you seemed so down and it was down and then um uh i don't know like we were just like ah, let's do high fidelity and then um, and i uh, hadn't seen it which was also cool yeah and then after one night of drinking at the bar and we got like really smashed we were like hey like, let's go back to the studio and watch <laughs> And that's and, what we did. And we did that. And then I hadn't seen it in five, six years or something. And I watched it and I was just like, this movie is just speaking it, to it's you. Just hitting, <laughs> <laughs> it's just hitting me very different. <laughs> and you know what? Not really, because I feel like the first time I watched it, I was also going through some shit like that. So it, uh, I, I watched that movie a lot at that time because I was going through like a, a bad romantic fucking thing as well. And then it just finds its way back into my life again <laughs> when I'm going through some unfortunate ro- romantic shit. Again. Yeah, because so, we were talking about rebounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you're, in a sense, you're saying it felt like the first time. It felt like the very first time. <laughs> like, wow, it's like I'm watching. Like, it I didn't know what I was doing. Again. I was very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I could stay up for the whole thing. <laughs> kind of wanted to run away <laughs> it's like um, um i think lily's told this i don't know if she's told it in the podcast before but when i was a little kid you know i was super obsessed with superman and then when we went to universe was it no at the Va- the wax museum oh and you uh, like there's a room where the where they kind of recreate the fortress of solitude and he's oh, just shit. standing there and i can take it we were so confused <laughs> because we're just like dude he's gonna love this because we had gone before but he was too little to remember and so that time we're just like we couldn't wait to get to that room because he was so obsessed with superman and then we go in and he just breaks down and cries <laughs> every picture we took he's like bawling <laughs> like, and not because you're sad right you're just like emotionally uh, just like I, I thought broken he, i thought he got <laughs> scared so. that's yeah. what we all thought we're just like this is scary for him he doesn't like this i mean i don't Fuck know no, I, your I, heroes are there you're it's like so real who knows who knows i maybe the excitement was too much and that's what happened i don't know <laughs> i just started bawling that's and pretty adorable and um uh, it wasn't like in a happy way way I no. like yeah. like it was like it was i didn't a, want to be there no anymore. he didn't it like, was like I an needed, ugly I cry he was ugly crying <laughs> well it, and that's what sex was like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that fucking that's fortress, a horrible analogy fortress of solitude. <laughs> that's not true 
<laughs> well, I hope it's better now. Yeah. I hope you stopped crying during it. <laughs> cry after. Yeah. Just cry crying after is pretty cool. Cry after, dude. You don't even cry after. You, cry, a, you cry in the shower in the morning. Oh, you know? my God. You mask the tears. <laughs> I'm not crying. <laughs> What's the salty discharge? Yeah. No, you can't taste it in the shower, you know? But it's good that we rewatched it because I hadn't seen it in a long time. But what I did remember was that when he was going through the history of his top five, breakups i'm just like there was some rebounds in there so that it's normal it's normal for people to do that when they're trying to mend a broken heart Slut. absolutely <laughs> um uh, well obviously we're Slut. talking <laughs> you <laughs> fucking bitch obviously we're talking about high fidelity which yeah. was released in the year 2000 March 28th, to be exact. Oh. March 28th of Whoa, the Fell Year of Lord 2000. Uh, IMDb, 7.5 out of 10. Mm, not bad. Rotten Tomato score of 91%. And an audience score of 90%. Oh. So the audience knows what's up. Yeah. Um, uh, 9 out of 10 agree. This was this movie's pretty long, too. It's an hour and 54 minutes. I told Lily, let's watch it last night. Um, after I got home from work, which is like at 10, she was just like, ugh, like, this is going to be like, this is a long movie. Like, I'm not going to make it. But you know what? High Fidelity is such a good movie that, that she did not fall asleep, which is really? fucking it's rare. It's so really? rare. Holy shit. You cannot make me watch something at 10 p.m. and expect me to stay up. <laughs> I watched it, yeah, after coming home from the bars. And I mean, it was like 1130. wasn't super late, but. Yeah, I didn't make it. Yeah, I'm an <laughs> old lady. I, got, I, got I fell asleep. Yeah. Well, I I I had to sit through it to you know take my notes and whatever for the episode and stuff. And I yeah, I didn't expect Lily to make it. My brother Lalo was watching it with us too. I had just bought a little bottle of Jameson. <laughs> um, uh, Did that survive that movie? Uh, <laughs> not a lot of it. <laughs> I think there's maybe about a quarter left of that bottle. <laughs> And then also, so we watched it with my brother Lalo, and my brother Lalo's also going through the <laughs> So he sat there with us the whole time, too, and watched the whole thing. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> let's all, I can't stand let's the rain. all heal from yeah. our relationships. <laughs> so this movie was directed by one Stephen Freer. I didn't even look to see what else this guy has directed. I should have done that. But he did one of, uh, I'm not even going to bring it up because I don't know the movie, but it's. It's memorable to in our history. I know that. Well, not me and you. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of very personal. I'm like, is your history that long? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the movies he's most known for, I don't even know. I mean, I've heard of them, but I've never watched them. What Dangerous Liaisons. <laughs> um, uh, Sounds sexy. Philomena. Yeah. Philomena. I, I know what that movie is, but I've never. I tried to watch it, but it was not. I love me some Steve Coogan, so. Dirty Pretty Things, mm. whatever the fuck that is. And The Queen with uh, Helen Mirren. Oh, I need to watch that. I'm very obsessed what? with the royals right now. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen, I've, I guess High Fidelity is the only movie of his yeah. <laughs> I've ever watched. This was uh, a book written by Nick Hornby. And uh, apparently was like an English writer or whatever. So, Dude, like so the book all takes place in London. In London. And you, you sound, sound like, like you're from, from London. London. <laughs> dude, that dude, every one of his books, except for one, I think like eight out of nine books, have turned been turned into screenplays. What? Yeah. That writer. Movies? Yeah. Hornby? 
Yeah. Oh. Let's see what's... Movies that we... that Dude, you're going to recognize some of them, not just High <laughs> Fidelity. Only because I recognized him as well. And I was like, wait, this dude's every single one. Like, the only book of his was his latest book that came out in 2014. That's the only one that hasn't been turned oh, Lily, into a screenplay. Oh, Lily, favorite, 2002. What? He wrote about a boy. Yes. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Brooklyn writer. I don't know. I've never seen it, but I recognize the poster. <laughs> <laughs> An education I think I watched an education. I'm sure you've seen that, yeah. Lily. Mm-hmm. Who's in it? I don't know. This is your favorite writer. You don't even know. Yes, I know. It, it looks like, is it Peter Skarsgård? Ooh. Yeah, it's Peter, yes, Peter Skarsgård. Daddy Skarsgård. Carrie Mulligan. Yes, I have seen it. And okay. Alfred Molina. <laughs> I knew oh, about... Skarsgård, not Skarsgård. Oh, Skarsgård. Um, uh, the guy from... If he's not a Skarsgård, I'm not interested. The guy from Garden State. <laughs> His friend in Garden State. Oh, he the guy that's married to. Um, I don't know who the fuck he's married to. He's married to. <laughs> ah. But yeah, he's a great writer. Gyllenhaal. He's married to Maggie Gyllenhaal. Is he? Yeah. Good for him. In real life or in, in Garden real State? Life. In Garden State. <laughs> <laughs> they have kids together. Anyways, so there's actually four writers credited to the screenplay on this one. John Cusack is one of them. Huh. So I was actually reading about this, too. The guy who wrote the first draft of the screenplay um, uh, is only credited because he fucking fought for it or whatever, (laughs) threatened to, like, sue or some shit. But it changed completely. Like, they didn't use nothing (laughs) of his. They're like, we adapted the book. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you wrote the screen, the first screenplay, but... But yeah, we didn't use it. Like there was like a law in the Screen Actors Guild at that point that anyone that ever worked on it at any point got writing credit for it. Yeah. So he went like that. See, that's I'm part of it. That's yeah, me. yeah. So they when they reached out, they changed they, it because they, of that. They reached out to him and were like, "Hey, could, like, do you mind if we take your name off of this because you didn't really write it?" And he was just like, "Uh, yeah, fucking." <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it was because he took a lot of time to write his own screenplay that it's just like I'm not gonna. This is a waste of my life. Absolutely. I'm sure that that happens all the time. Yeah. He was like, this is a story about me, dude. Like, I know I didn't write it, but it told my story. Yeah. But um, uh, it's kind of crazy to see how involved John Cusack was in it. He kind of changed. It was his idea to change the setting to Chicago. And he just kind of had a vision for the movie when he Well, actors will do that. I actually learned that when I watched the documentary, Val, that you refused to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Val Kilmer's Mm -hmm. documentary? It's so good. On Amazon Prime. He refuses to watch it because he doesn't want to be sad. I don't want to be sad. It's it's so movie heavy that you would fucking love it, dude. It's your dream. You need to be sad. I'm already sad. I don't need Val Kilmer's shit on me, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so this movie obviously stars John Cusack as Rob Gordon. It sounds like a superhero. (laughs) Flash? Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck. Ivan? Her name's Ivan? And her last name's even more. Yeah. Her name's Laura. Ivan (laughs) Jizil. It's spelled like this, Lily. Try to say this. H-J-E-J-L-E. I can't. No. Smith or something. Jill. Just say Jill. Ivan. Is her first name. Ivan. Or Ibn? Well, she's, <laughs> well, she's hiding an accent in that movie. Like, it comes out a little bit. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anyway, that's Laura. Um, uh, Todd Lucio? 
Lucio? I'm I don't very I can't read names. Stop Lucio. Lu, don't they say it Lucio? like Chu Lucio Lucho? <laughs> Lucho Libre? Lucho. Okay. <laughs> Enough. Lucci. He, he plays Dick and I fucking love Love Dick. Love <laughs> okay, that sounded dirty. <laughs> well gonna there's a little snippet to take out. That's for the soundboard right there. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. So Richard, I, I, I love that. I love that uh, actor. I, I feel like he hasn't been in. He hasn't I, been in a lot. He I was in Jerry Maguire. I haven't seen. Well, he had like a moment where you know he was coming out in a lot of stuff, but it was like yeah, like mid nineties to two thousand. But I haven't seen him in anything in a while. I wonder what the hell he's. And that has to be who he is in real life. Like his personality is just so <laughs> awkward. Because in Jerry Maguire, he's exactly the same guy, and he's the he's the nanny. And <laughs> and so then when when the mom introduces him to Jerry Maguire, she's like, "Oh, this is the nanny," and he's like, "I prefer child technician." <laughs> <laughs> well, he was in The Rock too. He was funny in The Rock. He's in it for like a few seconds, but he's in it. What else? Um, uh, he's known for. He was in a Macbeth movie with fucking what's his name? Um, uh, Michael Fassbender in oh. 2015. Oh, seems like a hot sounds ticket. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen him. Haven't seen him much, but he was terrific. Love that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Jack Black plays Barry Judd, and this is like basically the movie that made like Jack Black like known to the world. Maybe he he'd he'd already been in other movies, but like very briefly. Not like he's in this movie that much, but this is where he gets to. He steals show, every scene that he's in. Man. This is where he gets to showcase like his personality that we all know him for mm-hmm. now. Like Fuck he's, yeah. it's even a little too. I gotta say, it's a little amped up. He if he would have taken that notch down, maybe like one yeah it would have been perfect i agree but i mean it's still good but yeah, yeah that's just coming out that because he does eventually you know like dude, later in the career he's kind of like a jim carrey he's like an overactor yeah yeah, yeah. He, he is i agree and this is i think i don't know i, I had to go back to, his, to all his movies i guess his but but this is this is ramped up this does remind me of like early jim carrey just yeah. out of control yeah Super loud. Mm-hmm. But and then also we got Alisa Bonet. Mm, as m- she deserves a little ow ow ow. Yeah, that is definitely three howls yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean just like <laughs> she gave me a bone. <laughs> Feel me? Oh my! It God. was just a sexy scene with her singing. Mm-hmm. And they were all like... Is this Peter Frampton? She, play, she plays uh, Maria DeSalle. And they're like... Marie DeSalle? They're like, I hated this song. They're like, I hate this song. I was like, now I kind of like it. And they're all like, me too. So we also got Catherine Zeta-Jones. Mm. In her prime. Charlie oh, so. Nichols. Oh, yeah, she's gorgeous. Gorgeous in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Even he's... That's the whole thing. He's just like... She's too hot. For yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. Joan Cusack as Liz, and then just round it off with Tim Robbins as Ian. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Some of the most unnecessary Tim Robbins. I oh can't... god! <laughs> like, why is he in this movie? I'm. I love that he's in it. <laughs> but, but what is he? Doing? <laughs> I know. I'm like, dude, you were in fucking Shawshank. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
probably wear it with shit tunnel, man. I know. I fucking love that movie so much. Why? And then you see him in high fidelity and you're like, why? why are you in high fidelity for two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> as like, five, five. As like a five. hippie douchebag. He yeah. He's great. He's great in it. But I, I, it just puzzles me. Fucking hair, dude. It just puzzles me that he's in it. <laughs> Anyway, this movie had a budget of 30 mil. That's pretty That's modest for fucking... 2000? For 2000 and for the kind of movie this is. like They're like in a record store in an apartment the whole yeah. time. Yeah. This shows you... The, the music? Yeah, maybe the music. This is a really well-filmed movie where they're actually using a lot of Chicago landmarks Scenes. and stuff. So I'm sure it costs a lot of money to film in those places and shit. You know, okay. Who knows? I'm guessing. Definitely did, yeah. <laughs> no, that the well that added to the realness of the feel of the movie. I think that it definitely was on location. Yeah, and it grossed worldwide 47 million, so it kind of made his money back, but it's a bit of a flop right there. Just to give you an example, the number one movie that year was Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> It made 546 mil. This mission just got a, a hell, hell of a lot more impossible. <laughs> Gladiator was number two. What? Castaway number three. What Women Want. But oh. I, I bet all of those I came out in the movie. summer, though, not March 28th. Yeah, so they had fucking Mel less time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> what, what Women Want is kind of similar. It's about a guy who's like a player. And, a douchebag. Yeah, and then he just, he can hear. Just what women are thinking John Cusack is not a player in this movie no he's not does, does that age well? What women want? I wonder if that's creepy no. in twenty twenty one terms. So. It doesn't it, we watched it not that long ago? Maybe yeah, a few years ago. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we were like, you know what? It's been, it's been at least a decade. Let's, Let's give, it give it a chance. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. We love a Mel Gibson uh, rom com. Get God. a little Helen Hunt, a little Marissa Tomei. Yeah, oh, Marissa Tomei. Let me get, let me give you some of the movies that so worldwide is this worldwide I think I it made the 47 mil the few movies that are on top of it Lily include mm. so so it's 81 out of these 200 movies it's okay. number 81 on like the list so definitely top 100 uh, yeah it's like there's movies that <laughs> made there. a lot less okay right above it is two above it at 79 and is almost famous <gasps> It made $47 million. That one should have been number one. And right under <laughs> it, number 82, Lily's favorite, Gerard Butler stars in Dracula oh! 2000. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a like that's like five houses. Oh my god, Gerard Butler in Dracula fucking two thousand is so hot, you guys. Jesus. Yeah, I can't I can't I can't argue that. <sighs> the movie was trash, but I just love watching it. I love that movie. <laughs> it's a trash movie, but, but I, it's I, so I like good. It. Me too. Are you kidding me? I'll watch it right now. And just one more rounding it off at number ninety five, American Psycho made thirty four million dollars worldwide in the wow. year two thousand thirty. That's <laughs> pretty fucking crazy, isn't it? It is. So that's just kind of painting a picture of where we were in the year 2000. I love it. Fucking Dracula came oh, back as George. Wow. Yeah. We had William Miller out there getting almost famous. Mm. 
mm. which that episode has to come. It's coming. Oh, uh, we just got the like uh, in four K. We got a nice little steel book. Me and Lil. Yep, yep, yep. We're looking at spending at least two hundred dollars. I know. He sends me a link, and I was like, you know, this thing? is like almost my favorite movie, if not my favorite movie of all time. Like, I would spend two hundred dollars on this stupid thing. Yeah, it, it's oh, like, like a, a steel case thing. No, it's not a movie. It's the soundtrack, the extended version of the soundtrack that comes in six vinyls, six LPs. Uh, and then it, okay. comes, and it comes with posters. Have That's you seen it. this already? Not the item you're talking about. No, but have I've you seen, seen the movie? Yes. Yeah, we oh. made a, yeah. I made him watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen the movie. I was going to walk out right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've seen it. It's a great soundtrack. It's worth it. Yeah. It's the reason that I kind of fell in love with Elton John is by watching this movie when I was in high school. So in the first, one of the first songs you hear in High Fidelity is Crocodile Rock by Elton John. It's true. But the first song you hear <laughs> is a movie called You're Gonna Miss Me by the 13th Floor Elton elevators i really like the way the movie starts it's with a great like, band name yeah i don't have never even heard of i them. know who are they, <laughs> but, uh, they I've, sound very I've, cool. I've heard that song though that song sounds very familiar in the opening scene of that movie and i just love how it starts you see the needle drop on the record it's spinning the song comes on and then you see it like pans to him and he's listening to it on his headphones mm-hmm. and his first little monologue is just <laughs> so great amazing when he's like what came first the misery or the music <laughs> yeah, I just love that he's basically like saying it's like there's all these groups that don't want kids to play violent video games or watch violent movies. They're like, but they let them listen to all this music that's like about heartbreak, <laughs> loss, or whatever and agony. Yeah, and I like can relate to that. How many times when I was a kid, or to this day, do I just like listen to a sad song and I'm just like. It's like what our nieces do. Our nieces have never been in a relationship or had their little heart broken, but they love sad songs so much. They sing them like they've lived through some shit. So it's like a sad song, Just it just gets you. He says, like, was I miserable because I listened to pop music? (laughs) Or, like, did pop music make me miserable? (laughs) He gives that little monologue, and then you realize that his girlfriend is in the process of fucking dipping out. Like, she's gathering her shit and you you meet him right off the bat with giving that little monologue and then you see him be like you don't have to leave right now or they're being like irrational or immature Impulsive. immature guy who's telling her you don't even ha- you don't have to leave right now it's like dude she's le- she's <laughs> out the door <laughs> and then you i mean th- it starts with him talking to the camera but then throughout the whole movie you see like oh shit this dude's gonna be breaking the fourth wall the whole fucking time he's yeah. gonna be addressing us and then he brings up top five he's just like whatever like this breakup is nothing like it doesn't even get close to like my top five breakups of all fucking time and then he he blasts his music and he opens his window and he yells at her when she's packing her shit in the car and he's just like if you wanted to mess me up like you should have gotten to me a lot sooner (laughs) and then he closes the window and you're like that's where you see like ah this guy's completely immature irrational asshole Just so impulsive. Like, he doesn't even think before he screams at her, you know? (laughs) Not only to her, but he's got neighbor. He lives in an apartment Mm -hmm. complex. He's blasting music, and he opens the fucking window and screams (laughs) out of the fucking window. Yeah. 
Namaste. So it starts to the, and then he starts going through his top five. And number one, it's just so awesome. So great. <laughs> <laughs> Their name is Allison Ashmore. And you think he's going to like, I don't know. You don't, you don't think it's going to be uh, in the seventh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That shit does happen to you early. And he's like, he's like, that relationship lasted six hours. <laughs> so two hours for three days after school. <laughs> we made out. <laughs> and on the fourth day and on the fourth day he showed up and he, she was making out with somebody else she had moved on Ooh. and then I love how his little <laughs> friend's like slut <laughs> I was like dude that's a good friend yeah he's fucking down I got your back boy yeah and then fucking obviously little Rob is played by Drake Bell from yeah. Drake and John yeah. who just went through some shit Ooh. we're not gonna get into it let's not Google Drake Bell. So that's his number number five or number one. He calls it number one, but I think he's going chronologically, yes, not, yes. not by like like how hard uh, that breakup was. Exactly. So then coming up next, we uh, we got Penny Hardwick, who's like this little like sweet blonde girl who fucked really out. cute. Yeah. So into him. They're in high school, and I love how when you go like when you see him at at this point in his life, he's like in the lawn. He's got this crazy hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> like the Beatles or something. He's yeah. got shades on. So you like see him like, I don't know, like try to act like a dumb teenager. I, mm-hmm. I think that's all fucking hilarious. Like you see him like um, dressed differently throughout yeah. all the breakups yeah. and him going through like trends <laughs> or whatever. It's pretty fucking awesome. But anyway, Penny Hardwick would not let her touch, <laughs> would not let him touch her boob under the shirt. <laughs> and he kept trying and trying and she wouldn't. He and said he, an amazing line. I can't think of it though. He said that he would get tired of trying to touch her tits so much that every now and then he was trying to grab her <laughs> like grab her by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, and he's just like, it's like asking for a dollar and being shot down and asking for 50 grand. <laughs> oh, man. Basically, he walks her home one day and then she's like going to try to make out with him. And he's like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. He turns around like all dramatically and puts, puts his, his hoodie puts on. His yeah. Like an asshole. He's like, it never goes anywhere. Yeah. Like, you never let me, you don't even let me touch your tits. So he and goes, then you just see her like sit on the steps, like all heartbroken. I know, being all sad. <laughs> and then he's like in chemistry class one day and then he overhears this dude talk about how he had sex with her after three dates and he was just like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) like i was with her for a while and i got nothing and like yeah his little experiment explodes It's so good. That's very good. That's very good. <laughs> and then after that, you get to see that he owns a record store called Champion Champion Vinyl. Champions. Champion Vinyl. Uh huh. And so he, he's fucking. He's showing us around or whatever, and that's where you meet the character of Dick. Uh, they're all like record snobs and stuff. They all know about obscure music mm-hmm. and shit. So Dick's telling him about, about this rare record that he just got, and John Cusack doesn't care. <laughs> and he's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then Dick's just like, I can record it for you. Yeah, like, you I can make you yeah. And he's just like, no, no, I'm good. And then he, he keeps talking about it for a while. He's like, well, I could just make it for you anyway. And then Rob's like, Okay, sounds good. 
<laughs> but that shit also brings me back to I don't know about you, Ozzy, but I would record shit on tapes mm. like crazy. Mm. I always had a tape, or I would have a lot of tapes, yeah. and I would always be recording crap and have my Walkman with me and be listening to music all the fucking time. Yeah, because you had to request shit on the radio, and if you wanted to listen to it, oh, yeah. over and you just and over. sit there and you're waiting for your song, writing to press record. I would never, I never requested anything. You know they're gonna come on yeah i would just yeah. sit there and wait i would go to sleep sometimes and just put a tape in and hit record <laughs> on the radio did you ever listen to casey Kasem's show on the weekend mm-hmm. you would do the top 40 like literally the top 40 that shit was cool because you would get the top 40 of the whole week so you knew all the jams were gonna come on yeah and i remember like when i got like my first stereo and i was like i don't know in the fucking seventh grade or mm-hmm. something my dad got me my first stereo that you could put like six cds in man and fucking it had the two tape decks or whatever so i could record didn't you record didn't someone tapes. get you like a mini I had a, I had a mini disc player yeah <laughs> i don't yeah. know if that it was even like popular but he had one and yeah he, he took disc? full advantage of it <laughs> yes <laughs> like little there were little CDs. They're like or? little discs. Were, yeah, it looked like a yeah, like a floppy or something. But it did have like a little CD inside of that it. That sounds so familiar. Yeah, it was very cool. But I, I don't feel like I ever saw anybody else have that. Yeah, it was kind of. I mean, it's like a recording device too. Like you could hook up a mic to it and like record. You could have an interview. I'm sure they still make them to this fucking day. I'm positive. Hmm. <laughs> They're probably digital now. Yeah, but I, I I used I fucked a lot with the with the tapes and the mini discs. And, yeah, and I would constantly be rec- like recording songs and making. And back then, I used to mixes. work at his middle school, so. He would, if we were ever like together, then he'd be like, Oh, look at this new mm-hmm. mix, mini, <laughs> <laughs> mini disc that oh, I, yeah. and so I would just listen to it while I was like working, and I was like, Wow, this is pretty good. Yeah. And that's when I started getting bootlegs. This is like before YouTube and shit. Yeah, way before. And I would get it at school. I wouldn't be downloading anything, but you could play the songs, the, the, the bootleg songs on websites. They're like, Oh, there's this fucking concert. You could play it there. So I would, plug it in and record it like at school That's like re- record a bootleg <laughs> and i still have some You're of a little those pirate <laughs> dude when i lived on the east side speaking of pirate the, the freaking <laughs> <laughs> when the Is your well, favorite cereal captain crunch or no what? uh what you're gonna say now nah, the dudes would come that with the like oh, the stacks of, of, of cassettes. fucking cassettes yes. yeah yeah and i always remember because they always said they got no la pirateria yeah <laughs> dude well, i remember my mom bought me my first cassette i begged her for it It was a fucking ricky martin one dude and he was so hot like he had long hair and he had an earring and he just looked so good and so i would listen to that shit every day in the shower (laughs) dude but sometimes you would get janky ass recordings man they weren't always all legit or the the tracks were all off (laughs) like this isn't track three you would take a gamble yeah it was quite a gamble i remember i had when i was really little like probably the first thing i remember i had a michael jack tape what about you uh, do you remember a tape oh dude uh the rolling stones um i i don't know if the album's called start me up but the first track was start me up okay and that's like the only rolling Stones. actually song i'm like. lying the first cassette that was ever <laughs> given to me it was a gift from, oh shit wait wait from kenny at the meat he store gave a wham. he gave me a wham cassette dude. oh now that that he was like, he was, like, go, he was like going through his like whole collection and then he pulls that one out and he's like oh these guys are good looking 
looking and he just gave it to me and it was so cute like god bless you bill i know <laughs> you're the man bill bill the butcher like, wake me really up. well he was cool. a butcher he that's sick <laughs> he's bill the butcher <laughs> he was a butcher and my I, dad loved him he's bill the butcher that's so sick <laughs> his name was bill Dude, and his family they all looked kind of creepy like it was scary but bill was the man he was nice you'd always mm-hmm. give me candy when i went <laughs> daniel day lewis yeah you respect your butcher yeah. <laughs> yeah you have to all right so who's the next girlfriend all right <laughs> so after so that, now we're in college yeah so then we got um uh, charlie nicholson playing mm-hmm. Catherine Zeta jones mm-hmm. whose pussy gives cancer <laughs> 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 Can you imagine just like how many times Michael Douglas wanted to go down on that bitch? Dude, Catherine Zeta Jones, I'd probably want to go down on her all the time too. 24 7. 24 7. High fiving her the whole time, like in seven days in hell. (laughs) (laughs) So, God bless Michael Douglas for being a man. Yep. Yeah. Catherine Zeta Jones, she plays Charlie, and she's just like what he considers like the coolest chick of all time she is she is <laughs> how dare you yeah. she's gorgeous she has beautiful fucking hair yeah. Yeah. her hair is like it's what is that it's yeah <laughs> it's sexiness that's, that's on angel hair angel hair like angel without hair. a doubt like goodness i know and she's not a very nice girl but she's sexy as fuck she's sexy as fuck she's into him yeah. she's super confident and she yeah. like she's smart and knows mm-hmm. about like music and stuff always has something to say she's very social she has a lot of friends yeah and so he he was with her for two years and he just like worshipped her but at the same time he was like super insecure being with her because he felt like he didn't deserve, deserve her. her like she was way above his league I don't know if you noticed when they show right they just finished having sex and she puts on a shirt it's uh, the pretenders mm-hmm. and I'm just like he's so concerned that he's gonna be found out as a pretender right. and she puts that shirt on and but it's just like, like he just good. knows like he was like her little bitch like he would just be following her around he's like carrying the groceries while <laughs> she's like going up the stairs like taking all her clothes off and he's just like we're, he's like we're not worthy <laughs> yeah, you get the gold standard of side boob in this movie too you see her side boob at one point and it's just like that's a, that's that's a, a perfect boob. side boob <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like those tits are perfect at that point in time in the year 2000 1999 <laughs> when that movie was filmed Catherine C. Jones was probably at her perfect physical form yeah and mask of zorro right that's when i first saw her sure yeah yeah that was hot oh the entrapment remember that one? Oh yeah when she's like doing she's the like booty doing, thing <laughs> <laughs> there's one reason people watch that movie it had a very good trailer yeah, <laughs> <That> had, <laughs> yeah she's like going through some like laser shit and yeah, that booty is just popping it was like good <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so yeah his fears come true right he's like one day she's gonna leave me for someone better and yeah. the and day he, comes and he was insecure about like begging her too he's just like there's no fucking way I'm begging this chick to what she deserves <laughs> like, like I uh, yeah <laughs> and probably not at that age no no well if you were, they were together for two Jack years Jackhammer years you were together for two years you think you that get at, better at 
some point you figured out how to have sex with her. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. You don't hang around, but for two no, years somebody so into themselves, so out of touch with. No, I think he figured out how to beg. Come on, man. But that yeah. one, like, was the first one you see where he's like heartbroken. Yeah, and then so she leaves him for another guy, and then you get. I want to say it's the first rain scene because there's a couple. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many rain. <laughs> scenes. It rains a lot in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When junkies, it, 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 it just always rains on his parade. Yeah, honestly, man, just a big fucking cloud over fucking Rob. This whole fucking movie, and so you see him. He's outside her window, which also brings back like say anything. Yeah, yeah. He had to say anything. He's, moment. He's the classic stand outside your window <laughs> in, in the rain. Something. in the rain, like a stalker. Yeah, won't say anything. He does the boombox. Right. Thing. Right. But he does Classic. it twice. He does it to Charlie and then he does it to Laura. Yeah. But yes, back the to Char- best scene. Back to Charlie. He's just like, Charlie, <laughs> you fucking <laughs> bitch. Let's, Let's work, work it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you insult her, but then you're like, come yeah. on, girl. Let's, yeah. let's get back together. I know. <laughs> it's so it's accurate, so though. Exactly. I was just like, that's so, that just hits home. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you fucking bitch. Dude, like, we can do this. We can do this. Why are you so mean? <laughs> and then he's doing that, screaming outside of her window. And then she comes to the window. And in a sheet. In a sheet, looking hot as hell. And he kind of is like, oh, like she came to it's the gonna window. Work. It's going to work. And then a dude comes right behind her. And he's like, oh, you see. And he's like, oh, he's hotter than me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just, like, the dude kind of takes her back. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> Let's go have more sex. Yeah. <laughs> and then so he just walks off and then he's trying to light a cigarette like in the fucking porn. <laughs> <in the rain. laughs> and, and then he can't. So he just fucking loses his mind. Yeah. And he just starts screaming. Obviously, it's not about the fucking cigarette. He's right. just like screaming yeah. in pain on the street. And it's just like, yep, that's we've all been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. In your 20s, I think that's major heartbreak year. Definitely yeah. screamed outside <laughs> yeah. to the heavens. <laughs> Unfortunately, like Simba talking to Mufasa's ghost, yeah. man. Oh no, like Alfalfa in Little Rascals when yeah. he's like, and then the clouds part, and God says, "I, I hate you." Alfalfa. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, that's you Zach. The whole movie. <laughs> So then at this point, he's, I think he's at the back at the record store and Laura calls him and he's just like, uh, I wanted to come over or whatever. And he's like, huh? And she's like to pick some stuff up. And he's just like, ah, man, like, should have said that quicker. Yeah. You see him like, like she keeps reaching out to him and he's, he's like, it's not over. Yeah. He like, as soon as she calls him or whatever, it all like, he's closing all the doors and he's getting ready to sit there and, and talk to her and stuff. And so then at this point, he basically tells his boys mm-hmm. uh, work that, that he broke up with Laura and stuff. So that's why he's been 
acting all down stuff because Jack Black, the whole movie is, is kind of like telling junkies, like, why are you like all fucking sad and shit? <laughs> it's like, fine, play your sad old bastard music. <laughs> Calls it, he tells him he's wearing a Cosby sweater. <laughs> you know? like, That's a fucking Cosby sweater. Which is a bigger insult nowadays oh, yeah. than it was back then. Totally. <laughs> and Lisa Boner, oh. she was in the Cosby show. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. Damn. But, but they invite him to see Lisa Bonet, right? Yeah, so he tells he dick that he broke up with, with Laura. And that scene is like, so awkward. It's so good. Because he's uh, like, so if you want to tell Barry, like, go ahead and tell Barry and so that he understands, like, the way I've been or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I was going to tell him some stuff later anyways. So, <laughs> so I could just do it then. Like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> He's so socially awkward. And Junkie's like just sitting there all sad, like kind of looking at him. And he's just like, do you want to talk about it? Like, is that one of these things? And he's just like, no. <laughs> Go away. That was pretty good for him. At least he realized, like, maybe he wants to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, which is also, it's really weird. Like, if you don't, like, lucky for me, I have my sister who I'm really close to or whatever. But if. Have I ever met her? No. Nope. Um, um, <laughs> but if you, if you're close group of people is just dudes super hard to, yeah. <laughs> to talk about your fucking Issues feelings yeah. about you have feelings about what oh. you're fuck he about has what, a lot of feelings about what you're going through especially like a relationship ends or you're getting your heart broken or something it's it's difficult and you know well, me and Ozzy have actually had talks like that but obviously we won't fucking I'm, I'm a grown up that's why no sometimes he'll call me and I'll be like hold on let me like open a bag of chips <laughs> <laughs> Lily's like have an issue here's a tissue oh, Lily loves I <laughs> the last time he well one of the last times he called me I was literally like laying on my couch I had just popped two edibles <laughs> I was about to take a nap and then he fucking calls me and wakes me up and then I was like and then he tells me like I called you for a reason and I was like alright I need to wake up I need even, to wake up and even yeah even even if I when I call it, it's still hard for me to say. I have to fucking bullshit with her for like a yeah. few minutes before I'm like. Oh no, oh, we okay, were. Here's the reason. <laughs> we were laughing. I was really high, so I was like, everything he was telling me was just making me laugh. She but... was just laughing. I was. Just, she's like, you're so <laughs> funny. Mid- I was like, I'm not being funny. <laughs> my life. <laughs> I am on the edge of a bridge right now. <laughs> I fucking jump. <laughs> but to my point, I was like in my sweats on my couch by myself with my dogs and then he tells me what he has to tell me and I'm just like dude I've never been so happier like to be like single with no drama I know <laughs> it feels great and he's all like thanks like <laughs> glad I'm glad I'm glad uh, I'm making you feel better <laughs> how did you make me feel better bitch that's what I called you for <laughs> speaking of that this is where we get into uh, the rebound rebound Sarah played by Lily Taylor Mm. And so at this point, John Cusack is devastated from being dumped by Charlie. And, he, and now he he looks totally different. He's like wearing a bandana. Yeah. <laughs> what the I think it's clearly supposed to be like the mid 90s and yeah. it's like the grunge scene. Yeah. Or whatever. That's what he's dressed like. Yeah, he has a bandana on. And and baggy pants. Weird hair. <laughs> weird long hair. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, like the ripped jeans with like the leather jacket. Basically, he would fit in right now. Yeah, yeah, he would. <laughs> that doesn't go out of style. Okay? Never. That's been around since what? James Dean and shit. Yeah. That scene is so funny because they're both like getting through a breakup, and she's just like, "Man, like I just want to be alone or whatever. Like we're just gonna be alone." And he's like, "Yeah, man." They're like all sad together, and they just look at each other and, and just start making. Out. <laughs> Basically, he's just like, "We both had our heart broken. Mm-hmm. We just." needed somebody that we didn't necessarily like they weren't necessarily they like pick a- each other. attracted or like that into each other it was more like they didn't want to end up alone they needed like that human contact yeah. so you see them in bed together like just holding each other mm-hmm. so it's like oh super rebound oh yeah <laughs> that's a class A rebound right there exactly <laughs> and then like wholesome. then a few months later you're like why did I do that I didn't even like that person <laughs> I know it's so awful. it's so sad <laughs> This is the point where he just starts rearranging. He just gets home and he just starts rearranging his, his records. records. He just starts taking. He has like a giant wall of records. Fuck yeah! And he just starts taking stacks of them off. And then um, uh, Dick shows up to invite him to go watch Lisa Bonet. <laughs> mm-hmm. He sees like the mess he's got going. He's like, "Well, like you're rearranging your records. Like how? Like is in that, what? In what is order? It, is it chronological? He's like, no. Is it alphabetical? He's like, no. <laughs> it's autobiographical. And then, and he just looks at it and he's like, holy. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I can stay. <laughs> I can help. Yeah, like, he's so into it. He's such a geek. Yeah. yeah, he got all pumped. He got all like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, he pulls up the Fleetwood Mac. Yes. And he's just like, if I wanted to listen to this is all like i would have to go into the pile of i bought this for somebody in 1987 but didn't give them to them for personal reasons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. that's a great record yeah and so he's in the middle of doing that and his mom calls and oh so good fucking great scene <laughs> she's like all happy asking about laura she, and she basically starts off with saying like you're so lucky, lucky to you have, have her. laura <laughs> She's like, we'd be, we'd all, we wouldn't be able to get any sleep if you weren't with her. <laughs> and so he's basically like, yeah, well, we, we broke up. And then she just starts crying. crying. And he's just like, I'm fine if that's what you're crying about. <laughs> he's just like, no, that's not what I'm crying about. He's like, well, it fucking should be. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? He's like, that's what you always do. You just, you meet a girl, you move in with her, she leaves. Leaves. It's like, mom, one day I'm gonna like end up with someone and give you grandkids. Like, don't worry. And she's just like, like by the next time we we talk again, I'll have it all figured. I'll figure it out. But she's just giving him shit, and he basically tells her to fuck off. Yeah. It's amazing. Because she keeps saying, she says that to him, like, she moves in, and then she, like, thumbs it down. Move in, break up, move in, break, break up. And he's just like, shut up, mom. <laughs> he hangs up on her. <laughs> and he's like, that's some cold shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It's my it's mom. so true, dude. Moms are fucking brutal. Like, they expect you to be, like, married with kids at a specific age. And I think it's harder on women, though. Like, my mom mom's always like brutal to me and i'm just like i don't give a fuck what you want for me like, <laughs> mom <laughs> she's always telling no, me. she's always telling me to get married and have children too but, really? but yeah yeah and you're just like constantly. ma <laughs> the meatloaf yeah ma fuck <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so then after that, he heads to the Lisa Bonet King. Yeah, because his mom got him riled up, so he's got to get the fuck yeah, out of there. Out. And I like because he's passing a movie theater on the way there, and he's just like, John Dillinger was shot there by a bunch of cops. <laughs> I was like, you know who tipped him off? His fucking girl. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he just wanted to go My to the movie. Fucking <laughs> 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 women. Yeah, he was, he was going hard. He was mad at all women. Yeah, he was mad. Yeah. But yeah, so he finally gets to the place and tells the door guy, like, is that Peter? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and you get in there and you see Lisa Bonet just, just singing that song. Like, oozing sexuality. She's super oh. sexy. She She's either, she's a great actress or something. Because <laughs> yeah. she gives off that like rock star or like not rock star but like musician like we're super cool vibe like perfectly she mm-hmm. does a great yeah. fucking job of like her stage presence the way she's singing the song reminds me a lot about like Alison Mosshart from The Kills she gives like a great oh she's a great performer a great like yeah her body's like just doing a lot it's just whatever. moving in ways that I've never seen before yeah, and, and it's so fucking hot Lisa Bonet kind of gave a little bit of that to this mm-hmm. performance and I thought like damn good job Good job, Lisa. But yeah, so she's singing that song and they're all kind of, that's just like drooling over her. Um, Jack Black's just like, man, I want to date a musician. (laughs) (laughs) And then so he gets home and his sister left him a message and it sounds like all nice. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I heard. Like, I'm here. I don't want to pick sides. (laughs) He knows that. (laughs) that What what she's going to tell her. She's going to find out and he's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> and then Laura comes the next morning and she's and he stayed there just so he could run into so her. he would run into her and then she's picking Fucking shit up dude. and then you know she's just like talking to they're just ha- having a normal conversation and then out of nowhere he's just like do you still love me and stuff so he's just like he's shooting his shot let's, he's still fucking going mm-hmm. for it he's still like I know you still love me and she's just like I hope I don't fucking love you because fucking our shit was all fucked up and basically it kind of goes into being like what they always say you gotta love yourself (laughs) if you can't be happy by yourself then how are you gonna make me happy this is like well fuck (laughs) okay then i'm doomed but yeah, she basically gives him that. Like he he, he had no ambition, no, nothing was driving him forward, and he's he's very unhappy. And then I'm uh, you get another classic record store scene where actually the fuck I should have gotten his name. Now I'm gonna sound racist, but the black guy from Swingers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he has an interesting name. It's hard to pronounce as well. But yeah, yeah he makes so, an appearance. So we're glad you didn't you didn't know it because you probably would have butchered it anyway. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, uh, there's this guy there like that's trying to buy a record from from Jack Black. Like this is geek. He's asking for like this uh, Captain Beefheart record or whatever that's supposed to be like limited edition. And then Jack Black like shows it to him and the guy's like all fucking inspecting it (laughs) and looking at the butt, like at the grooves and everything. And then Jack Black's just basically like, oh, you know what? I'm not selling it this week. And the guy's like, that's what you said last week. And he leaves like all fucking mad. And then the guy from Swingers is just like, I don't have that record. I'll buy it for you for 40 bucks. And he just like, he hands it to (laughs) 
And then he's just basically like, you guys are fucking elitist assholes. You guys think you're fucking smarter than everybody. Like, and... you, they don't want to give, they don't want to sell records to people who they don't feel are worthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't care that they don't sell records. It's like, no. Yeah. You have to... It's like, yeah, you don't know shit about music. Get out of here. <laughs> and the guy's name is Alex Desert or Desert? Mm. Desert? Sounds yeah. lovely. <laughs> it's with one S, so it's Desert, and it's got a little a punctuation thing on the, Des- little exclamation on the E. Deserte. Desert. Desert. <laughs> Alex Desert. So that's him, the black guy. And so from swingers and this. So then finally his sister calls him and then she's just like, oh, like, you know what? I'm sure everything's going to be better. Or he calls her back. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm sure everything's going to be better. Like, don't worry. And then she's, she mentions Ian or whatever. Mm-hmm. At that point, Dick comes and he's just like, dude, Lisa Bonet's in the store. And then he's like, okay, I got to call you back. And he hangs up on her and he's <laughs> they're listening to, to her. Yeah. Yeah. And he's holding he's, like her picture. <laughs> like the, the album art or whatever. He's like looking at it and he has it in his hand and then so he tells Dick like maybe turn off her fucking music <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes out there and she's like just being all cool and talking to him and then he's I don't know they're like about to start talking and then he's just like just give me one second I need to go do, <laughs> do something in the back but I'll be right back and he just goes closes all the doors and he's like who the fuck <laughs> is he and he like <laughs> <laughs> he's like tearing shit off the wall Oh, yeah. so good. Fucking dude. But it's so good. Like, yeah, there's this, there's this new girl there that he's kind of obsessing over at that very moment. Yeah. But just the thought of his ex being with somebody new is just driving him insane. Driving him crazy. And then he's just like, I need a set. I'll be right back. And you just go and be crazy for a while. <laughs> like, ah! like, Jesus. Who oh, is fucking him? <laughs> and then he just fully obsesses until he figures it out. So then he goes, home and he's just like she doesn't fucking know an Ian she doesn't work with an Ian <laughs> so like, he, she's like he, she lives in Ian-less existence <laughs> <laughs> basically he like leaves to go home and go into bed and be depressed and then he starts remembering well he figures out that he used to live in the floor above him he checks the mail yeah and then so he was just like we used to listen to him have sex and stuff he has a memory of him laying with with Laura and they were listening to him have sex and it's so messed up too because she was just like damn like they've been going at it for 40 minutes like Jesus and then she t- she tells him like I should be so lucky mm-hmm. and it's just like oh, she's gonna end up fucking being a part of those 40 minutes yeah. but anyway but anyway he starts he remembers that and he starts to think about them fucking and he starts it's so funny he starts imagining Tim Robbins like it's a super funny like ridiculous like, sex Sexy, like Top Gun bullshit, <laughs> mocking that kind of scene. Like Purple Rain sex. I don't yeah. know if you've ever watched it, but it's yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah, and he's just like imagining that, and he's under the he's under his covers, and he's just like, oh, and he's just like <laughs> fucking, like basically almost crying, and then he starts imagining the sex getting like wilder and wilder, and he's just like, ah! <laughs> he's like a little boy throwing a tantrum, yeah. kicking and screaming in his bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he's basically crying and doing all that. Oh, and then God. he comes out from under the covers and he's like, all right. He was gonna be, he was about to mention the other girlfriend that was on his top five. It's like, she was 
not on my top five. So I'm like, whatever. She, she just got kicked off. She, she didn't mean anything to me. She's just like, Laura, congratulations. Like, <laughs> you've made, you've the, top made five. the top five. And it's like, oh, poor Rob. <laughs> well, all right. Let me derail things real quick. Okay. So let's say there was a movie and all you knew about it was it was going to be directed by the Coen brothers. What? And you had to choose either Joan or John Cusack to be in it. Who would you prefer to be in it? At this point, I think you go with John. <laughs> John Cusack has, as much as I love him, has fallen. He kind of fell. He yeah. fell hard. He hasn't made a good movie. In but he was making solid. I, I was a fan. I don't know how long. Yeah, I, mean, I was too. But he hasn't made a good movie like in, I don't know, at least 15 years, I would say. But also Joan. I mean, what has she been in? Joan's never... Nominated never, for an Oscar. She's never had like her own. She's never been the star of a movie. She's no. she's a great character like actor. A side yeah. character, yeah. And she's amazing. She is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, she was so hot in Adam's Family Values. Of course. <laughs> um, uh, but I, if I had to go by like acting and shit at this point, I would go with Joan. And then that's why I specifically like the Coen Brothers because it could be it could be funny or it could be dramatic with them. You never know. I feel you like know, so you would need someone with a big I range. I love John Cusack though. I love John Cusack too, but I feel like he was like I don't know. He got stuck on like being this kind of dude that was like so relevant and like so smart and so like famous. He also came and, out uh, in another movie with Catherine Zeta Jones, America's Sweetheart. Right. Oh, you know what? The last good movie he did, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. How long? Ago? <laughs> That's the last. And good. that movie That's is hilarious. That's a great. Oh, great! How long ago was that? That was a long fucking time ago. <laughs> like twenty. Maybe he just needed to take a break. He, he has been making movies. Has he? A lot. Oh. It came out in 2010. 2010. So, 11 years, not 15. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> I mean, I love all of his rom-coms. I yeah, love, but I'm telling you. I even, like, when he did, like, Sleepy... What is it? Was it Sleepy Hollow that he was in? No. That's Johnny Depp. Um, No, what was the weird movie he was in? Like, he was in, like, a dark movie. Yeah, no, that's when I started realizing that he lost it. That he, movie. Oh, in the, the hotel, the scary hotel. Oh, no, no, yeah, that one was good. 1408. Yeah, 14, that then movie 2012 was after that. And he was good in Identity. He was good yeah, in great. Yeah. Being John Malkovich, dude. That was 1999, That's Lily. That's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> like his peak was like, yeah, like 90s, early 2000s, or throughout the 2000s. But then when you started hitting the 2010s, major fucking drop must love dogs you know i love that movie (laughs) (laughs) he's obsessed with dr zhivago in that movie yeah anyways um he starts remembering about all the good times that he had with with laura and then he starts to realize like oh shit he thought he was kind of miserable with her but he it turns out he was like oh man i really like being with her the good the good times that way the bad they talk about what ended their relationship so then like his sister walks into his record star and she's like you fucking (laughs) (laughs) and then she just leaves yeah she says hey Rob you, you fucking fuck asshole. Asshole. <laughs> and she just leaves and he's like well hi <laughs> he's like there's four things that Laura could have told her yeah and it's basically yeah it was uh, he, he cheated, cheated on, on her, her while she was pregnant but, but he didn't know but he didn't know and then he borrowed money from her and that he hasn't paid pay her back. back he told her that he was unhappy and was like looking at that he would consider being with other, other people, people. 
they show her saying that to to Joan Cusack and her being like outraged about it. But then you hear like his side of the mm-hmm. story. He's just like, did those things happen? Like for sure, but not the way she yeah, said it. Like fucking like, yeah, I slept with somebody else. Like I, I ouch, for sorry. Show. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, but that was way before I knew she was fucking pregnant. Like I had no, idea. she didn't even tell him that that, that she, was, she pregnant. was pregnant until like she had the a word. She had an abortion. Like and they they were going through like a a good point in their relationship. Yeah. They were like happy again. And then he brought up like having kids and then she just starts crying. And then she confesses to him that she had an abortion. And, and then I, he gets upset with her. Yeah. He's like, it was my kid too. Mm-hmm. So then that basically is one of the things that helped break them I up. I got my mom off but my back. If you really think about it, it's almost like she gets him back because you find out this guy was their neighbor. That's probably how she met him. Mm-hmm. And when she left him, she moved in with Ian. Mm-hmm. So she cheated on him too. Yeah. Fucking monogamy. Upstairs. <laughs> so then um, uh, after this. Yeah, I don't want to be in a relationship now. <laughs> I said that to my brother after watching Annihilation with him. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Um, I don't need this anymore. I'm good. Uh, we, 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 we had also eaten mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> so you were speaking the real truth. Yeah. You were seeing the, the movie was hitting. <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't need this drama in my life. Yeah, and I've been going through like my bullshit for like fucking four months already of un- I, unpleasant. I joked with him. And I was like, every time you call me, you tell me the same story. I'm like, I've, I'm like, I feel like you guys have broken up 34 times. About, I would <laughs> say about every three days we break up. Break up to make up, man. It's yeah. a song and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's awful. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so then he gets the idea to start calling the women in his top five to see how they're doing. So he calls that first girl back the, the what, from the seventh <laughs> from grade. <Eddie. laughs> and, and her mom answers. Her mom answers, and he's she's like, who is this? He's like, I'm her first boyfriend, like Rob or whatever. And she's just like, you are not her first boyfriend. Like, she married her first boyfriend. <laughs> And he's just like, you can't handle that he's shit. Just like, well, technically, I was her first. She's just like, what? Oh my god! She's just like, what the fuck? And then, so I don't know. She finds out that she married Kevin, the kid that made out with her right after him. And he hangs up, and he's just like, she married him. Like that's like that awesome. was fate. Like, like they yeah, were meant to be. Exactly. It had nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he can make peace with that one, yeah, and they were also yeah. in the seventh fucking grade. Yeah, <laughs> and then, Fuck uh, it, uh. so then he gets the idea like, dude, I want to reach out to all of these girls, try to figure out why their relationship failed. failed. And then while well, he has this idea, of Bruce Springsteen is <laughs> in his bedroom, like playing the blues, kind of being like, yeah, man, you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is and real Bruce, real Bruce Springsteen, real Bruce Springsteen, just talking there. They're yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> they originally wanted that to be Bob Dylan, which would have been fucking amazing. Way better, but Bobby didn't. He's like, what? John who? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> John who? Yeah, to give it a Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Dylan is the master of fucking heartbreak songs. Fuck yes, man. That Argu- would have been brilliant. Arguably, reading like twenty of the greatest heartbreak songs oh, of man. all. If you're heartbroken and your brother <laughs> makes you listen to heartbreak songs from Dylan, it's like 
a mental breakdown. Have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, dude, why are you doing this to me? Some fucker just broke my heart. Yeah, it was awful. (laughs) So then he he has dinner with Penny, the one that wouldn't have sex with him, and then they're like having a pleasant time. And then finally, he's just like, Why Why did did you you break up with me? No, she's just like, Why did you have sex with that guy? (laughs) Like when I fucking was with you and we were like happy, and you wouldn't have sex with me, and then you had sex with him, and she was just like, First. like i can't believe you even brought that up she's like i wanted to have sex with you bro but like we were kids i wasn't ready and then i went out with that guy it was technically wasn't rape because i let him say like i finally said yes she's like but it was pretty basically like i didn't want to have sex yeah and then she like gets up and starts crying and then she just leaves she tells him like you fucking broke my heart dude like i was so into you (laughs) and you broke up with me like she reminded him that like he left What's the point? And he was like, oh, yeah, I did. I did leave her, you know? That's what's so great, because she just confesses that he fucked her up, like, royally and kind of caused her to have a really bad first sexual experience. Mm -hmm. And then the only thing he could take out of it is, is like, I broke up with her. Like, it's all about him. He's so fucking selfish. He doesn't give a fuck that this girl just left crying or what he did to her. Mm. He was Or what (laughs) happened to her after. Yeah, he's just like, oh, fuck. I, like, this is great i broke up with her i fucked her up she didn't fuck me up like mm-hmm. i'm good ne- on to the next next one. <laughs> let's go find charlie <laughs> and then at this point they're back at the store everything's going good and you meet the skater boys mm-hmm. that shoplift they're gonna come back to play cut some fuckos <laughs> fuckos <laughs> like stop fuckos <laughs> haven't heard that since 2000 i don't think i've ever heard me fucko right in a movie that might be one of the only yeah uh, when he's leaving the store and locking up for the night laura shows up and it's, she's like all being all sweet and she's just like can i give you a ride home like i have some stuff i need to pick up so then they're back at their house and he's basically talking about ian and stuff and then it comes to light that she hasn't slept with him yet so he gets like a boost yeah he has like a dancing in the Another rain, rain scene <laughs> and then he's, he tells her like so you definitely haven't decided to dump me like there's a chance what like what are my chances she doesn't want to answer she's like fine we have a nine percent chance of getting back to <laughs> he was like i'll take those odds yeah and then he just asked her like is it better <laughs> he's like what it's like is it the sex is he but, better like, yeah. yeah but uh, she's yeah we haven't had sex yet so he fucking he leaves and we are the champions is playing yeah. <laughs> yeah. starts fucking shadow boxing yeah. he's having like a rocky moment yeah and he's just like hell yeah like i feel so fucking great like she hasn't slept with him there's a nine percent chance we're getting back together and he's like so what do i do he's like i go out and i sleep with fucking lisa bonet like immediately (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) which is again like he's an asshole like Mm -hmm. yeah like he should he should not be doing that like he feels so good that he's gonna just go out and like have a meaningless sexual encounter (laughs) with somebody a hot musician Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So then it's there. Well, yeah, the options available. Yeah. And that's kind of what that what she represents. They have a scene the morning after where Mm -hmm. they're kind of talking and they're talking about she's kind of going through the same thing that he's going through. She's like, yeah, I had an ex. Like, yeah, some of the songs that I wrote are about him, too. And they're like both sitting there talking about what it's like to be broken up with and shit. And they leave her apartment. She's like, I'm going this way. I'm going this way. And she's like, all right, like, this is it. And he tells her, like, I'll call you. 
and she's like, sure. She's like, dude. okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't call, don't tell a girl you're going to call her if you're not going to call her, though. Just a shout out to the men. There's an episode of yeah. Friends where Chandler does that and he keeps telling this girl he doesn't want to date, like, I'll call you. And then she's all obsessed with him calling her. So just don't say it. Sometimes I, I, you got to say, be something. honest. I, I guess. I haven't done that in a while, but sometimes, yeah, you'll have like a bad or mediocre date. It's just something you say, like, like just say bye, fuck I it. I don't know. Well, whatever. I was I was younger, Lily. <laughs> yeah. Just don't say it anymore. Okay. I mean, I feel like I even say that to like I don't know when I run into somebody that I haven't seen in a while. Like, you still have my number? Like, yeah, dude, I'll fucking call you. You're not gonna fucking call him, but it's just a pleasantry to fucking end the conversation. Okay, I'm gonna call you. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah, nah. that's true. <laughs> I won't tell people I'm gonna call them. I don't no. call anybody. I think I'm. You're the only one that I talk on the phone with. Yeah. Right, because it is inevitable that at least one person's waiting for that call, and you were just yeah. being polite or a text. Like nobody calls each other anymore. Yeah, but that's like, kind of weird. But yeah, it's like you're texting. Yeah. You know, at least a little like I had a good time text, you know. So then he's calling Laura a lot and then he's just like, Come on, just go out with me, go out with me. So they go out and then they sit down. The first thing he asks is like, Have you slept with him yet? Classic. And she's just like, Is that why you asked me out? And he's like, Yes, dude. <laughs> that is all I wanna know. Have you slept with him yet? She's like, All right, what do you want to know? And she's like, Have you slept with or tell me you haven't slept with him and like let it be true? And she's just like I can't tell you I that. I can't say that to you, bro. And then he just flips on him. He, yeah. he, just, he just gets up and leaves. And then, yeah, so he's like, again, crying and walking home in the rain, all fucking sad. <laughs> yeah. And he just gets home and he's just like sitting there on his like on his chair, like crying. And Laura keeps calling him over and over. He's not answering. Mm-hmm. And then he finally answers. And she's like, come on, like, let's let's talk about it. Let's go out. Let's have a drink. Let's talk. And he's just like, dude, like, I don't want to talk to you. And she tells him, like, don't let this be the last conversation we ever have. Like, I know you don't want that. And he's like, oh, you know me? And this is <laughs> so fucking relatable there, bro. No, <laughs> no dude. When you fucking. You're so angry about a certain thing. Like, you're not rational. You yeah. just say mean things to each yeah. other. Yeah. Especially when that's happening, when someone is calling you over and over again. <laughs> and you've made it clear that you want to fucking talk. And then finally you fucking answer. You're going to say some mean shit. Yeah. 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 That's what? You're going to hang up on yeah. <laughs> after you say what you think is the perfect thing to hang up on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the goosebumps walk away. Mm-hmm. But then he's still a psycho because he fucking immediately starts hang- calling her like crazy. He, he hangs up the phone, calls 411 because that used to be a thing. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure it still is. Now you got Google. <laughs> you don't need that. But he finds out Ian's phone number and he just fucking starts calling his house like nonstop over and over. Mm-hmm. And kind of stalking her, and then he's like outside of her his fucking house because he found out his address too, and he's talking to her from, in the rain from a payphone. Like a pay he's got a stack of quarters on the fucking payphone, <laughs> just calling and calling. Which even if the call didn't go through, you still pay the quarter. I feel like you don't, right? right? No, I, yeah, I feel like you would, got that back. You get it back. That yeah. was that was false. That was for dramatic maybe, effect. Maybe in Chicago. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Chicago. There's different rules. Yeah. yeah. And then they have another scene with the sister where she's like, dude, you need to fucking stop calling her. You're just fucking bugging her all the time and shit. She kind of makes him 
ask himself, like, why do you even want her back so badly? It seemed like you... You guys weren't happy. Yeah, you guys, you were, like, whatever about the relationship. Why are all of a sudden, like, are you fighting this hard to fucking get her back? And he's just like, hmm, I don't... I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> and at this point, that's where Ian shows up at the fucking store. Oh, and this so is good. Oh, fucking... One of the better scenes. Fuck one yeah. The, one of the funniest The funniest, yeah. scenes in the movie. <laughs> Where he basically comes in he and, gets yeah, fucked. and he looks so douchey. Disgusting. With, the, with, with his long hair. And his ears pierced. He has like five hoops. <laughs> he, has like five hoops in his ears. A bunch of rings on his finger. He's like this fucking, like, I don't know. Like, I don't even like know a, what you call that. Like a, a spiritual yeah. white guy yeah, type like thing. Like, yeah. yeah, they even say it. She was like this Steven Seagal guy, like yes. Steven Seagal vibes, yes. like prayer hands and bowing. Yeah. <laughs> she has. There's like a picture of him, like in, in his whole in karate a, uniform. <laughs> right and, as he says that, and, and Lisa puts like puts the yeah, she like puts the photo down because she knows it's yeah, ridiculous. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's a part too where she's talking on the phone with him, and then he just pops into the bedroom and. He He's like got a sauce. He's like, I need a second opinion. <laughs> what a douche! <laughs> she's totally rebounding with him because she's. Oh, yeah. There's no way in fucking hell that woman was attracted to that. Fuck no. Maybe who knows? Maybe the sex was good. Yeah, yeah. But so basically, he's fucking telling him like, look, you know, you should you should respect the fact that she broke up with you. She's a great girl. Like I'd be sad too, but you need to leave her alone. And then he gets a page, and it's like, oh, speaking of. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And then he has like four different fantasies <laughs> of how about, this goes down. About what he should say or how he should act. And then the first one he's just like, get the hell out of here. Like, you pathetic rebound fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and he just gives him the biz and he leaves. And, and then like his friends are just like jaw dropped, like, wow, you told him off. Yeah, and then he puts like a cigarette in his mouth, turns around, and like, dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like, that's like the coolest that's version. That's the best version. Like, yeah. For him yeah. <laughs> and then after that one what is it and dick dick's the one that like reacts <laughs> well, he has one where he goes crazy where he's just like you leave the country motherfucker and like, you're not fucking safe they're like all holding him back and he <laughs> just like runs out of the record store yeah and then in the next one like dick just fucking hits him with the phone and knocks <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all just start beating the shit out of him like good style <laughs> dick takes like the fucking AC they, unit yeah, out of the just, wall dude. I was like that's murder <laughs> and Junkie's is like get him man <laughs> but it's brutal cause yeah he knocks his teeth out and then they're like beating him on the floor and they did a good job like his mouth is all bloody, bloody and stuff yeah. and he's like all ah and it's like oh damn and he's about to get an AC unit on the head <laughs> yeah fucking murdered <laughs> and then at this point he meets up with charlie they go to the dinner party and then he realizes oh she's a fucking she's an little asshole. bitch yeah. <laughs> everything she says is fucking stupid <laughs> like she she can never stop talking she always needs everybody's attention she like, doesn't want anybody else to talk or like give their own opinion yeah and she's a very controlling friend. Like at the end, I even told him like at the end of the dinner party, she's like saying goodbye to her friends. And then she's like, call me tomorrow. Like, why? We just spent all fucking night with you. <laughs> so then he basically realizes, oh, this chick that I was thought was like this fucking goddess is 
actually person, a, a person I fucking hate. Like yeah. I hate her. Who, her personality. Exactly. But she was hot, so it's confusing mm-hmm. in college. So then after this, Laura's dad dies, and that's kind of how they start reconnecting again because Laura's dad really liked them and stuff, so she invites him to the funeral. It's also a great scene <laughs> with, with Jack Black, too. When he comes out and he's like, Laura's dad died. He's like eating like a burrito, and he just looks at him and he's like, oh, drag. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps eating. <laughs> but, then he's like, but then he's all like top five like death songs like uh, for Laura's dead dad tribute. <laughs> <laughs> then he starts naming all these like death songs. It's really funny. Yeah, and he makes up a song too where he's just like the night that Laura's daddy died. <laughs> so brother, what a night it really was. <laughs> he's just like doing all this Jack Black shit, and then John Cusack just, just goes up to him, and just starts slaps. He's like. Starts like and then he goes to the funeral he watches laura like bawling over her dead dad and then they're at the after funeral he's watching a bunch of people apologize to her and then his sister is talking to somebody else and he thinks that they're talking about him but they're like dude shit ain't about you okay mm-hmm. <laughs> what does he say like don't say oh to me <laughs> like, <laughs> sister, like uh, so good yeah like she says it in a really mean way yeah but then he kind of does realize like oh fuck i am like super selfish and everything is always about me mm-hmm. so when he goes up to her and apologizes for her, her dad dying he's really just Apologizing. apologizing to her for like mm-hmm. the first time ever he just yeah. goes up to her and he's like i'm sorry. sorry and he goes out to the rain again his favorite yeah he goes to wait for the bus in the pouring <laughs> it rained really hard in chicago <laughs> they must have Super good sewers hard, man he's basically like yeah like i always had one foot out the door with her and he's all sad and then she leaves the funeral comes picks him up and mm-hmm. they have a little yeah. a little car sucks and then uh she tells him like will you have sex with me and he's just like what <laughs> and she's like it's either that or like i'm gonna go home and like burn, burn my, my hand, hand. <laughs> she's like or you could put cigarettes out in my arm and he's just like no i only have a few left and i'm saving them for later <laughs> <laughs> let's have sex <laughs> yeah which as a smoker i could totally relate to that sometimes i would have to plan my day on how many cigarettes i have left i'm like i don't have enough cigarettes to get through the rest of this day i need to slow down so Wow. It's good writing. (laughs) (laughs) And so basically they end up getting back together right there. And then it's like all good. It's all cute. Which is weird. It feels so weird to see them cute for like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Because you're just like, they're just fucking hating on each other the whole time. But then I like, it's kind of realistic because then... You know, he's back with her and he's all happy with her and shit. And then a hot girl comes into the Mm -hmm. fucking to the record store and she's just like all kind of flirting with him or whatever. And he's like being tempted by it and shit. And he's making tapes for her and Mm -hmm. stuff. And then, like, the next day or whatever, he asks Laura to marry her. And she was like, you were making tapes for that fucking (laughs) 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 Yeah. It's it's hard, dude. Monogamy's hard. That shit, like, I don't know. It's for the birds. But it's a really really great movie. It's very accurate about how you react to heartbreak at different stages in your life, which is why I really love that movie. It's just, like, it's so accurate. Like, how you react in seventh grade, how you react in high school and college. College and then mm. once you're like an adult, you know. Yeah. You never grow up. 
So no. do you guys have like your, like not top five, but maybe top two Please. breakups? Oh, definitely. What are they? I have been messed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, like whatever. I won't say no, no, no names, names obviously. obviously. Why are we saying the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> You've been around my life, really, but the first time I had my heart broken is probably the worst The time. worst, yeah. And I, was, I, I was like 17 years old oh, and, it was, yeah. and it was brutal. I still, in, in many ways. I have never recovered from that first yeah, breakup. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that statement. What is your second one? The second one, I have to be honest, I think it's what I'm going through right now. Mm. I have never been since that first initial being 17-year-old irrational sad kid for whatever amount of time I was. I have never acted the way I acted then. And I'm not saying I'm doing that now, but this is the most I've ever fucking kind of been irrational. Yeah. And very high fidelity. <laughs> yeah, you, you, will, you will have those relationships where, you know, it gets so fucking tough that all you can do is like yell at each other and insult each other until one day you're just like, what the fuck are we doing? But yeah. up until then, it's yeah. just all fucking like no rules. Like everyone's just fucking trying to make the other one miserable. I know. <laughs> And you know each other so well, so you have like you know how pretty sharp weapons. Other. You know how to push each other's buttons. Oh, oh yeah. it's it, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> what about you, Oz? Well, obviously, again, the, yeah. The to me, the very the first because my first the first long term relationship that ended that shit took years? took me years to yeah. recover from. Yeah, I was we were together for like two or three years, you know. Also, and yeah, I was twenty or something when when that mm -hmm. went to hell, and then because it was strange because again it, it was around she stayed around. But social circles and all that and that yeah yeah that never bad. yeah that never ends well <laughs> yeah one well, and then the second one would be that pretty similar situation that happened more recently <laughs> mm -hmm. um but again that one was way easier i don't know i'm getting way better at but were you the through. heart like do you feel like your heartbreak was more than the girl's heartbreak oh fuck was? yeah 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 if you get over me that quickly <laughs> <laughs> it must be right <laughs> like jesus <laughs> Like, it didn't even hurt for a day or something? <laughs> Bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think when they move on quickly, that's the worst. Probably. Well, and, and when it was falling apart, I, I specifically, and this is where I want to be like, dude, I was so right. Can I get that credit? But, like, <laughs> when we were having those arguments, like you were saying at that point, you know, where it's just all arguments at the end. It was like, dude, that I can feel that is that you don't love, like, when you say that, that's just, you feel like, oh, we've been together enough. You have to say that. But that you don't mean that no. shit. Like, you could literally replace me with a dog you know and that that's all the comfort that you need you know you're gonna hug on something and it's warm like it's not it's not me Fuck. there's nothing special about well, me i have to tell you guys that probably my at least like my real adult relationships like every time i broke up i got a fucking dog like it's Jesus. a it's a real thing <laughs> yeah. like you need a companion like someone who's gonna be there with you because that shit hurts well, i definitely yeah. have been relying on my dog way more oh yeah <laughs> scouty is a sweetie pie. I have my beagle <laughs> and she has been sleeping with me every night. <laughs> yeah, I think for me the, the yeah. roughest one was high school. That high school breakup like that broke me because you know it's like girls I think they just think differently like they just think like oh you can be that girl that meets like your high school sweetheart and you marry them and you know whatever and then when that shit doesn't happen it's brutal. It's not just girls. I thought that uh, too. Did you? I don't yeah. know. When I was well, my first one. I feel like yeah. guys are and trying to get married when they're in high school you i don't think you ever love that hard again like that first mm -mm. love the real real shit 
when it's raw and innocent. That and you just you like whatever. You don't know no better. You get you give into everything, uh, and then yeah, for the next time you're in you, a relationship, there's more walls. Right, up. you start to protect your heart more. But more, in more, that more one, and more walls go up every relationship. Yeah, I feel. But my second one, I would say, is um, when I dated, a, you know, an Indian guy and I was really in love with him. <laughs> and guy. that was the reason we broke up was because his parents are still very traditional. They wanted That's him to marry an Indian girl. And he assured me that that was like he was never going to do that. I'm not going to be that guy that gets like an arranged marriage. And when his parents found out. Um, we and it, they like ruined our relationship and we ended up breaking up. And that one hurt almost as much as the high school one, just because like I didn't feel like I chose like I had a choice. Like we both still fucking loved each other, yeah. but we just couldn't be together. And I just that blew well, my mind. Could, I'm like, but yeah, like culture. It, it blew my mind. I'm just like, this only happened like five years ago. Like what? How the fuck is that still happening? <laughs> you know, so it was just something I couldn't understand. Damn, I want to now. I want a cultural breakup. <laughs> I want to go find a Swiss girl or some shit. Like, what do y'all do that I, my family hates? I don't think the Swiss are arranging marriages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're probably friendly people. And my mom would be so happy I was dating a white girl. <laughs> <laughs> she would be happy. <gasps> she, yeah. wa- she wants to be with a white girl. Like, Dude, my mom just would. All she wants is uh, for me to be with a Mexican yeah, girl. Yeah, someone that n- understands really? Mexican. If I'm not. Dating somebody who's Mexican, she's just like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> I've dated a lot of people that are not Mexican. Every time they're just like, God damn it. Can they speak the same language that we so, do? So mean about it, too. Like, when it would end, like, I'm glad it didn't work. <laughs> like, Jeez. Thank you. <laughs> would you guys get together to do that? <laughs> I know. I you know what? I'm going to marry a white guy. <laughs> They seem yeah. chill. Sure. They seem for sure. They don't they don't try to force their culture on you. Well, I think we've all been guilty of the heartbreak. We've all been guilty of the rebound. And yeah. this movie tells it very well. And if you haven't, live a little. Get your heart broken. <laughs> Take a chance. There's yeah. a lot of ugly people out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Break some hearts too. There There's a lot go. of ugly people out there that unfortunately will never go through. <laughs> not even ugly, they go, man. They go through their own sorrow. Yeah, yeah, not so ugly. So there's yeah. there are attractive people that are socially stupid that yeah. just ruin. And there's really ugly people that just have a game. Yeah, that can be very I hate social. That. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, basically, if your parents fucked you up, mm. <laughs> which you they might, did, you might be alone forever because you, you'll never be able to be in a fucking relationship. Well, and dude, <laughs> fuck, why is alone forever a bad thing? It's like, not. we still keep saying I, saying that like it's a, we're supposed to end up with, with people. You're not. We're not. At this point, I, Biology. I would be so happy to be alone for the rest of my life it's pretty all right yeah well you know we'll so see. if you're I'm, under 25 I'm still, I'm still grieving over here so <laughs> i'm trying so hard not to be alone right now <laughs> i know he's like one or two phone calls away from telling me he had a rebound yeah. <laughs> no no <laughs> you too oz you should go get a rebound i've been trying i'm on the court <laughs> I've been trying. i'm on the court sitting under the hoop trying to get this rebound <laughs> come on <laughs> 
Someone message. Something exactly. Someone message. Someone fuck up. I am here. Or someone have too many too many shots, and then it makes it easier for you. There you go. Well, anyways, let's wrap this. Let's let's just lick our wounds later. Fantastic film. One of the better breakup movies. But I this movie and top five breakup movies right now. This movie and Swingers always stood out to me as like movies that I would watch when I was all sad after like a breakup and shit. These two movies have been there for me. Mm. So I don't know. I can't really think of any other like breakup movies for dudes no. that I can think. Oh, wait, you know what? I have I only watched it once, though. But 500 Days of Summer, I guess. Oh, is- yeah. That's oh, a good damn. One. But yeah, I only watched that movie once. And uh-huh. I was like, I can't I can't be watching this shit. This one, that one was too brutal. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Or like I think about like Ethan Hawke's first two books like oh yeah we're talking books yeah like those those stories are like just full on like heartbreak breakup and sometimes it doesn't work out and you're just like oh shit yeah yeah for sure what do you think ozzy What's the ultimate breakup movie? I don't know. I don't think I've seen enough. I'm just, I was literally trying to think as you're saying that. This is a, a, a pretty good one. What do you think is a better breakup movie? This or Swingers? I like Swingers better. Yeah. Swingers is funnier. Swingers is more funny. Yeah, and it, it's it's the it's boys bunch, rallying around. It's a bunch of beautiful babies yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, and also, dude, blanking on his name, the dude that was also in Band of Brothers. Rob Livingston? Yeah, Rob Livingston. Ron. Ron. His speech to favreau yeah about it hurting less and less every day or whatever that to me like i said going back to that first breakup Mm -hmm. that i had that broke my heart i wish i would have had that speech at some point for sure but i didn't have (laughs) i can well life ain't a movie he's yeah he's over there in hollywood he wasn't coming up in salinas people don't just give you speeches (laughs) (laughs) anyways if you guys haven't seen high fidelity you guys should definitely check it out all recommending it here we didn't even get into the fucking the show reboot that they did. We didn't watch it, but no, it had, but there it had, was a reboot. But it had Lisa Bonet's daughter, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz, playing the Rob in the show or whatever. Imagine that sex, Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. I Ooh. have. Jesus, I have imagined this. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Of course they made a hot daughter. That's probably what started the drought. But it got canceled, so oh well. Well, I wonder I wonder how far the story got, because it, it's a whole season. I don't know how you could keep that going shit for going. seasons. Yeah, and seasons. it seems yeah. like it would be a perfect. It sh- I mean, it should have been a mini series. Yeah. yeah, probably would. Because so hopefully it wrapped up. <laughs> 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 hopefully it wrapped up to at least to the end of the movie. Maybe if they wanted to keep it going or something, they figured different stuff out. But hopefully it reached the conclusion of the film <laughs> at least. Otherwise, it's gonna be a lot of people wondering what happens with Rob out there. <laughs> well, the first episode ended with the Lisa character coming back into her life so okay. I'm, ass- I'm assuming the rest of the episodes is that you know she's lisa bonet's character or laura or laura my bad i was, I was saying i was saying lisa I laura laura yeah the laura character moves. she moves away <laughs> she moves to london yeah how many episodes 10 i believe it was an original like ten. hulu yeah it was show. a hulu original 10 half hour episodes we get nudity hardcore nudity well yeah you said zoe kravitz is naked in the first episode yeah. and i wasn't gonna watch the show and the laura character and he's Maybe. some hunky ass british dude like this big black dude looks like the fucking the guy from bridgerton and shit and has the accent <gasps> oh. and everything and he's got like uh that 
that salt and pepper type hair and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're if you're feeling down, high fidelity is a good one, and it's not too like stabby at the heart where you're gonna be crying at the end. Yeah, it's it's just silly enough. It ends in a good note. <laughs> well, that's what it kind that's hope. what kind of sucks. Yeah, because if you're like fuck, well we have no hope, but this guy it's still good. It worked out for Rob. Yeah, <laughs> it worked out for me. <laughs> just open the window and yell, Lara! <laughs> yeah. you're out there for me. Yeah, you fucking yeah. man. <laughs> that's just all I get. That's, out. that's what I got left to do. I gotta go outside the window and be like, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Anyways, yeah. let's wrap this up. All right. <laughs> I feel like we went on for hours. It was good. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening. Follow us on social media. Like, subscribe. Listen to the other shows on the networks. Uh, Selena's Underground Podcast. Um. About hosted by Ozzy himself over here. Yeah, baby. And I sh- and I pop up on that show every now and then too, man. So you want to listen to more of me talk about shit that's not movies? You could go and listen to that show. And also we got the eight three one comadres for all you ladies out there want to hear about lady issues and stuff <laughs> go ahead and check that shit out and then we got the nakama boys out there for all your anime needs and services porn recommendations they got it all mm. <laughs> they really do talk a, a lot about porn a lot of anime porn. and porn really overlap yep wow so there you have it you guys want to listen to that go ahead and we got you got the other show stay low podcast the new sports show that's now coming out and now we got a sports Show. Now we got a sports show. Folks. Oh, we always had one because also uh, football without hesitation by yeah. Ozzy himself too. If you want soccer show, you want to listen to what's going on with the earthquakes and the MLS. Go ahead and listen to that as well. Yeah, Anyways, it's uh, been a Zealot Bites Media production. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Sayonara Sammy.